You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. All right, listeners. It appears we've stumbled upon a world Bob and Bo Show, and it seems like they're starting their opening segment called Ty Bo's Thoughts. The long-haired hippie is just now beginning to fire up, as they say. Beautiful. Hey, you're you're finishing up the bull. Let's get it started. Keep right it here with Keep our thoughts. Let's get it. Let's get right time. here with Tybo's thoughts. If you have any questions you want answered, send them our way. Drop them below in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter at Bob and Bo Show. And we're starting out with a question straight from Tybo himself. God. Why are guys attracted to buttholes? Get here straight. They are attracted to buttholes. Why is that so? (laughs) I think think it's just the primal. It's the extension of the the primal desire to hump or put, put your wiener in something. So... Like sexual orientation aside, like males have a drive to hump things like male dogs hump random shit. A lot of the times it's not even like a hole. So I'm assuming it like the attraction to the butthole would only stem from that. And it's just like, oh, that's hot to me because that's another hole to fucking put put the wiener in. Thank you for for setting me up with that one. All right. Well, follow up to that question, Tybo. Hello, hello, listeners. Starting what's starting off your day? Follow up to that question, Tybo. What's the weirdest thing you've ever? It's not like the most attractive thing in the world. Why? Why do men like them? That, That is that is the question. Well, follow up, follow up to that question, Tybo. What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? You expecting me to say ass? No, it's just a different question. Just a different question, just a follow up. Different question. What's the weirdest thing I've ever eaten? Um, like, are we talking about weirdest thing I've accidentally ingested or? I didn't say accidentally. <laughs> oh, so I unpurposely I've eaten. Well, I mean it can be it can be accidental. It's anything that you have consumed. I mean, when I was a kid, I ate a couple pebbles off the playground. <laughs> I didn't eat glue. I wasn't one of those weirdos. Um like uh when I was before school age, my my sister had left a can of grape soda outside. Um, for like a whole 24 hours. Um, but I didn't know this when I was playing outside. I just saw a can of grape soda and went for it. Uh, but there was a fly in it. Oh, I'm, I'm just like, I've got a gag reflex now just talking about it, but there was a, there was a fly in it and I swallowed the, I swallowed the fly. Uh, and it was pretty gross. I got, I just got real shuddery afterwards because like, I didn't necessarily know what it was. Like I, it was like a, a later realization thing. So like it, it could have been a B too, I guess. But it, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. It was just, a little fly. Um. 
So yeah, I mean that's pretty weird. Like I know people in the world somewhere eat bugs, but I I didn't intentionally eat a fly, but I've eaten a fly before. Was that the only fly you've ever eaten, or have you consumed more since then? I do not believe I've eaten another fly. I I have such a bad gag reflex with weird, creepy crawly shit. Um, you know the the tequila. Like when you're supposed to eat the worm in Mexico, like I, I, I wouldn't even do that. Like they make you eat like a little maggot thing. Wow. You would never do that. Sean's not familiar, but I'm not familiar. I'm just surprised you wouldn't do it. You're you're surprised I wouldn't do it a little bit. Yeah. I don't eat bugs, bro. Supposed to have hypnotic properties. Or psychedelic, should say. Really? Yep. No. For some hearing of it. Yeah, I don't think it's... I thought it was just something to do. It's... I don't know. All right. Uh, if something you to make white people fucking do. Like, it's a, it's a stupid thing to make white people do when you're down in Mexico. <laughs> if you went viral for one thing, what would it be? It's like the same question as the well, Aaron. I, Aaron wanted to reword it. If I went viral for something, uh, like no, I guess that wouldn't necessarily be viral. Um, <clears throat> I I have one one good guess. What? Talk about those top five dance moves whenever we hit 50 subscribers. <laughs> One away. Make my One away. Go viral. Uh, sure. You'd go viral for how, like, making fun of me for how bad I dance. Let's, let's go with that. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for being so creative with your question. <laughs> Tybo, if you had to relocate again, where would you least like to live? Fucking Florida, bro. Get me out of here. <laughs> it's literally like a, a GTA server. <laughs> uh, Something always crazy going on down there. Nowhere, you know, like, Florida, Texas, California, I guess like, yeah, I'm not living anywhere closer to the equator than than now. Like right where I'm at right now is already too close to the goddamn equator. Um, I need I need something a little bit more temperate than just like hot for three quarters of your year. And then you get you get three to four. Foolish months. Can't do it. It's way too fucking hot down here. If you could bring back one celebrity or famous person from the dead, who is the worst person to choose? You want Hitler or you want Stalin? Who do you 
think is the worst person to juice. Either one. They're they're pretty much. I would say they're my top two. Clear cut. <laughs> those would be the two worst people. If you wanna, if you wanna consider them famous, those those would definitely be the two worst historical figures. If you bring back Stalin, then you have some sort of like coup situation. Maybe that would be fun. You have some sort of like power struggle between Putin and Stalin. That would be insane. I don't know if the fun's the right word, though. Uh, I feel like Russia would just be destroyed. Like, they would kill themselves. People probably wouldn't want to go there because it's a little, like, uh, radiation-y. <laughs> <laughs> just like Russia's a whole quarantine zone. We move everybody in, in Asia and Eastern Europe. Guys need to get a, get the fuck away. <laughs> then we have even more overpopulating issues in in the like lower Chinese area. All that goes to shit. There are a lot of ghost Americans towns in stop, China. Americans stop getting their goods. It collapses the whole fucking world economic system. Maybe make us all better. Okay. All right. Uh, how do you know your memories are real? Um. Wow. Uh, I was so I was just. It was actually like an internal conversation. Um, I forget what brought it up, but eyewitness testimony in court is like one of the least. Um. Uh, reliable, um, sources of information. Like unless you have, like video proof. Um, like threats in writing, like with that show intent or whatever, like um, just using human memory um, to try and convict someone in court is already like super, super iffy. Um, there's been so many studies out there that say like humans can just uh, alter minor details that that begin to um <clears throat> expand or get worse over time like it, it gets more and more exaggerated the longer uh removed you are from the memory um so you don't all of our memories could be implanted in us by some otherworldly being um whether that be like omnipotent creator of the everything type thing or like super science advanced uh life forms from different galaxies like we could be we could be trapped in a simulation of like one or two ways um there's one just overarching control uh that simulates every every living living being or like we're just under the control of like another fucking alien force out there like and we're we're one of the many groups of people being subjugated to the matrix which is super depressing think about it i got i got a little follow-up off that then uh if so going off that i lost it man you screwed me you screwed me by saying so yeah whoopsie It'll come back to me in a second. Well, that second may be gone. It's already passed. 
the time has passed. Uh, because the Chiefs yeah, come away. It was fucking terrible. Was your idea? The wild Bob and Bow shows. <laughs> Not started off on a on a good foot. The first question was great. Downhill from there. Unlike the Chiefs game against the Patriots, because it was on the right foot. Uphill from here, baby. Go Chiefs. Yeah. From the very get-go. One by ten. End of the season. Win out. Except. 27 (laughs) to 17. Pat, still a little shaky. A little bit. Made a couple few bad decisions here and there. Uh, But for the most part, pretty okay game from the offense. Except for. A one troll, Mr. Kadarius Tony out there who has decided to not only not catch the balls thrown to him, but actually just hand them over to the opposition more than a few times this season. Uh, what do you guys expect to see from Kadarius? Like, do you, do you, do, should we expect to see Kadarius Tony on the field continuing forward, or should we start to see his snaps being cut much like MVS? And Richie James. Uh, well, first off, I think Kadarius Tony how, should be how? more used as gadget plays. Just in there for the gadget plays. Don't pl- go out there consistently, just one or two plays at a time. No, bro. You list him as a running back as all, if all you're going to do is fucking hand the ball off to him. I, he's he's more. He, I mean, he's more valuable as a guy who can get the ball in in different areas on the football field. Okay. Like Kadarius Tony is shifty. He like I love to see him in space. He's just making a bunch of fucking bonehead plays this year and can't catch the ball in certain situations. Literally just he's he gave the first game of the season away right to the Lions and uh, looked like he tried to do it again this past weekend. But uh, he's what he's who we got. Sky Moore just went on IR as well. Yep. So the options are becoming more and more limited and you see how long it takes to fucking integrate somebody into our system. Like we're just now seeing Rasheed Rice at like a hundred percent capacity and we expect them to throw Justin Ross in there. That's not going to, I don't think that's going to happen. Like we're going to, I mean, we are going to rock with the guys that we have and I don't know. KT is probably going to make a couple of big plays in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. If we get there, when um, we get there, when we get there. Well, reports are that Justin Ross may not suit up for the rest of the, the season. Uh, that'll be a Man, coaching I mean, staff him, decision. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like, we yeah, want, yeah, yeah. We want to see him play. So now, Andy we're, did. Go ahead. We're going to see a lot more Richie James going up here soon, too. We only got two snaps last game. Even Andy said after that, uh, probably just stole it from you there, but yep. like, that's on me. He needs to play more. But I don't know yeah. how we can say it's snaps being taken away from him if he like hasn't been available yet all season. But he's had more than two snaps in the previous few games since his return. Uh so he has had some snaps taken away from him. With Sky being out and Darius continuing to mess up, I would expect Richie James to turn into probably receiver number three. I don't think anybody's going to dethrone Justin Watson just because the chemistry is there with Pat and he's had a lot of snaps for a majority of the season to have them take that away. 
as much as a lot of people don't like him, I think he's a pretty consistent force out there, um, regardless of how good he actually is. Um, he'll just continue to to get those snaps uh, due to the chemistry that he has with with Pat. Um, but it was good to see a lot of a lot more of the twelve personnel out there. Noah Gray finally getting involved after a couple of weeks of basically just sitting on the sideline. So. Like I was kind of alluding to in, in, in the pregame show is like we're getting these final four games. What we're going to start seeing is is the true Chiefs, right? This is going to be the guys who are going to go into the playoffs. These are going to be the systems that we're running with. It could be a lot more 12 personnel with Noah Gray out there, Richie James as well. But we're we're definitely going to continue to see Rasheed Rice getting those 90% plus snap counts and and stay out there uh, with some more consistency across the board. And that's the best part, uh, putting up 27 points against the Patriots, is mm-hmm. because they are the number one defense in the NFL since week 10. So that was pretty impressive for them to come out. And a solid defense. 20 points. Yeah, I was really surprised to see his play their, that well. Like... Surprised, not for me. I, I I think we we did we went out there and handled business like we we fucking should have. Um, we have Pat, goddamn Mahomes, at the helm, guys. A team like the Patriots, they're two and what? They're three and what? Or whatever. Like their their record is atrocious, and they they've held other teams like the Broncos to six points. I know we had our struggles at some point in the season, but if you look at, you know, just the teams on paper, like we, we went out there and did what we should have. I'm not surprised. Were you surprised to see how good Clyde played? Uh, Not only at the running back position, but looks to be our best or second best receiver out there. This is this is the Clyde Edwards Alaire that we were promised with a 32nd pick in the draft four years ago. <laughs> this takes a while to get warmed up, man. It's a, it's against the Patriots. Um you'll notice uh Bill Belichick is if you're if your one good weapon on offense is a tight end, you're screwed against Bill Belichick, usually. Um Travis Kelsey didn't have much production all day. He's fantastic at shutting down a tight end or just taking away one weapon that you have on offense. Um so the key to beating the Patriots is spreading the ball around and utilizing your running backs is a great way to do that. So I like I said it's it's the Patriots guys. They're a bad football team. They might have a decent defense, but that's a bad football team. Um so don't expect Clyde to have too many more games like this against um, better defenses, better teams, or higher pressure situations. Well, it's not like we play any better defenses in the remaining three games. Like like Sean playoffs. said, this is... Talking playoffs. I mean, this is the number... Sean just said the number one defense the last 10 weeks. Is that correct? Since week 10. Since week 10. I, I don't know if we can play a better defense than the Patriots. Who they played? Doesn't matter. Still, still number one defense. It's a bad team. What do we think of Rasheed Rice breaking the rookie touchdown record for the Chiefs? He's got seven on the year so far, with three games remaining. He's averaging since since coming on, since getting more than fifty percent of the snaps, I believe he's averaging a touchdown a game, very very close to. Um, what what do we think of him? 
breaking that record and uh, moving forward through the rest of the regular season. Starts him off on a better path than Tyreek Hill. And if this if this means his production ends up better than Tyreek Hill's production in the time that they play as a Kansas City Chief, I'm all for it. Rasheed Rice looks like a legit number one receiver. At least a candidate for future number one. Some competition at the number one wide receiver position. So if his, you know, his rookie year is starting out better than Tyreek's rookie year with the Chiefs, if that just means his production continues to grow and surpass that of Tyreek Hill. Well, Tyreek was in his rookie year was a running back and a special teamer. He wasn't getting first team snaps. I don't care. (laughs) He's off to a better start, damn it. He's off to a better start. Um, They're they're pretty much forcing him the ball down in the red zone. They want the ball in his hands. Good things happen when the ball's in his hands. He does have a little bit of a fumbling, fumbling problem still, but he did recover his own fumble this week. Everybody's so the got a fumble problem. Stay. There's been, there's a lot of fumbles in the NFL every week. He is also third in the league for highest drop rate. He's a rookie. We are. Right. We are He's right. getting used to it. Tybo, you you just said that Rasheed Rice is in line or is right now number one receiver. I would like to ask in a conventional offense, do you realistically think that Rasheed Rice is a number one receiver where he is now. I know, Sean, you just said that future, and I agree with you. I think in the future he could be, but where he is now in the conventional offense, do you realistically think he is a number one receiver? He is a he is a number one receiver in the NFL, meaning I think he is a top 32 wide receiver in the NFL, okay? Like, there are other wide receivers better than him. If you put him on a team with – Somebody top 15, you know, like there's going to be like no argument. There's going to be a clear cut like there's a number one guy and then you have Rasheed Rice. But I think okay, I'll, I'll ask it this way. Um, one, there would be one team out there that he could go start for. Yes. And be a number one receiver. Uh, so if you added that if you got a top 10, 15 guy right here with them. They become one of the best receiving duos in the NFL, if not. Oh, agree. Best. I don't. Well, let's just for for the sake of next season, and let's just say it was this season, Rasheed's rookie year, and you continue to give give Rasheed the same production. So let's just say, instead of T. Higgins being a free agent this off season, he was one last off season, and he ends up coming to the Chiefs. You've got Rasheed and T. Higgins. Is Rasheed Rice the number one at this point in the season? over T Higgins. T Higgins production because he's been on the Bengals this year and they've been pretty shitty hasn't been what everybody wants it to be, but I T Higgins is a better receiver than Rasheed Rice. Okay. So in a conventional offense, Rasheed Rice is not a number one. Not right now. I mean, not r- right now. Yes. Yes, I don't. I, then I don't know what you're asking about because, like, there aren't <laughs> in, the, in a in the the lineup of 32 teams in the NFL. Like, he could he could be a number one receiver for like the bottom quarter or whatever. Panthers over Adam Thielen and yes. his production oh, yeah. this year. I don't think yes. so. 
I think I think there's a large portion where he is not the number one on on a large. I think there are a handful, and we are one of them. Maybe not even a handful, just a very small group in which Rasheed Rice is not actually a number one. Like I, I'd I'd put him top thirty, top twenty five, almost. But I mean, that's that's kind of pushing it. Like just just looking at the list right here. Uh, obviously, us can get separation. Our number one, his average route depth is three feet. So that just that just shows uh, to me at the moment not able to really run routes. I mean, they started to throw it down that's the field not, to him. That's not his recently. fault. He's running what they're telling him to run. He's running what they're allowing him to run due to capabilities. <clears throat> if he could He's, run further downfield and create separation, so, fact, so would be your fucking ball. <laughs> like he's obviously number one for us. I, he'd be a number one for the Patriots. That's not a question. Giants. But going down this list, yeah, Giants. So Giants are three. Going down this list, there's not too many other teams that I'm putting him as a number one. Cardinals. I, I'm probably put Hollywood Brown up above him. He can't play this year. He's got a heel problem. It's like third game in a row. He's tried, he's tried to start and fucking not played. Okay, so I mean, you take Hollywood Brown out. Sure, you leave Hollywood Brown on that team. No, it's pretty close for me. I see them as a very similar style of receiver. All the way down to the NFC South. I'm, not, I'm still not putting him over Adam Thielen. Like there's so you add the Cardinals in. That's maybe four. You take the Cardinals out if you count Hollywood Brown three teams that he's a number one receiver on. It's not. It's f- very few. And we see it differently. That's fine. The defense finally came alive. My boy, George Karloftis, I called him getting two sacks. I don't believe he got one. Uh, But the defense (laughs) finally came alive. Uh, My boy, George, coming alive. (laughs) With nothing. (laughs) The the rest of the defense came alive. Uh, Willie Gay getting his first interception of the year. Really weak for him to Remember not last get season when he wanted to fucking lead this lead league league and line interceptions interceptions. Well, last, last year, year he wanted. Year. I was gonna say last year he wanted to, and I think he was what suspended for four games, and he was also injured for like another three. Wah, wah. But I thought it was pretty weak of him to not lower the shoulder and get in the end zone. Uh, this week off of his interception, he had what six guys in front of him and had the ability to get in there and just decided to run out of bounds very weakly. He's thinking about uh, fantasy football. He wants somebody on the offense to get into the end zone. <laughs> He's got Pat at quarterback. Yeah. But how about the rest of the defense? And we're going to start throwing out some names here, like Nick Bolton finally being back, and we're able to stuff the run. Zeke coming off of a massive week the week before and not doing really anything in this game. You got Tranquil look pretty good coming back. Out of concussion protocol, laying down some big hits, lying lying around. around. Drinks. Uh, you, you got uh, Justin Reed back there. Thought he got banged up on a couple of plays, but he he has been a force this season to be reckoned with. And nobody, there's been a, I've actually seen quite a few people on Chiefs Twitter calling out 
Justin Reed saying that he's not been good enough. He's been one of a, a top three defensive player for us, if not top two. Well, hey. just, I mean, leader, leadership. I mean, it's while Nick Bolton is out, I understand you give the, the green dot to Drew Tranquil, but uh, leadership in the secondary, even when Nick Bolton's uh, on the field, um, Justin Ross, I mean, it's just, it's, it's kind of like captain out there. Ah, God damn it, Justin Reed. <laughs> I said Justin Ross earlier. He was on the tongue. He was on the mind. Hey, so about a guy that we haven't mentioned probably since, at least like, as far as I can remember, week two. What happened to Felix? What's what's going on with him? Is he getting any snaps anymore? He's he's getting snaps. He was actually on the, uh, he was on the box score. He's getting very minimal uh, snaps due to Charles Aminahue coming back. Uh, we already knew that this year, Prior to Aminahue getting uh, the six-game suspension was most likely going to be a redshirt-ish type season for him. Um, but that's been even more diminished uh, with uh, w- with Charles Aminahue, uh being a Kansas City Chief and back in the starting rotation. We need to get him some more reps, man. I would like to see him get a lot more reps, but this is a that's a tough group to break into. That's that's not an easy group to get in with. Look, I I love seeing the defense play the way they did. Again, guys, it's the Patriots. Um, but health is a big factor going into the playoffs. We've seen guys here and there go down. Uh, so I would love to see more people on the bench at all position groups more people lower on the depth chart, just get a little bit more snaps. Um, the last few games of the regular season, just so we have everybody healthy going into the playoffs. I don't, I don't want to put it. I don't know. You want to put your best players on the field, but we don't have a great, we don't have a tough schedule last few games. So uh, play these guys more. Yeah. You know, play these guys more conserve, conserve, Nick Bolton conserve Mike Edwards at safety. Like, like let's let them earn their game check. Let's rotate their game, rotate some people in, you know, Legereus Sneed, like let's not get him hurt. You know, come on. You know, how many times am I going to say, you know, before I get fined, you know, go ahead, write it down. (laughs) Part of, part of Legereus Sneed also uh, getting as many snaps uh, as he did this past week. Um, and potentially moving forward uh, is due to the injuries that we've seen across the defensive backs as well. Uh, we we obviously know about Brian Cook, but a late game inactive was Josh Williams. Um, so we will potentially see our DB staying out there a little bit longer than we might like to see them on the uh, occasion during these last three games, uh, just due to inactives injuries and trying to get guys healthy as fully as possible all the way into the playoffs. We're not going to end this show without pointing out the fact that Ty Bob called the Patriots to cover this game. I did. Not far off. You're still off. And that's a, that's a spread loss. was seven and a half. It was 10. That's that a is a loss. loss for the week. Yes. Yeah. 
First loss. Love to see it. First Love loss. To see it. They didn't. Many. They didn't play on Thursday. Doesn't matter. We're yeah. we're talking about it first in this show. Well, we've already covered the Thursday night football game and your loss in that. Congratulations. That's <laughs> so, so second. That loss. was on last week's episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, real quick, uh, let's talk about maybe some players of the game. Who stood out to you guys in the game against the Patriots? Hopefully getting some momentum for the remaining three games. I'm going to go with three guys right here. I'm going to go ahead and go with Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, and Trey Smith. (laughs) Those guys getting out in the open field blocking for Clyde on that screenplay. That was beautiful to see. They did not know what they were doing out there. Just three big guys running down the field trying to find too much green grass. We don't know what we're doing that far down the field, guys. We have no idea what we're doing that far down the field. It was beautiful to see. Um, we've already talked about the man. Rasheed Rice is the man going forward. Um, I don't care if it feels like we're feet uh force feeding him the ball, get him the ball, um, because great things have been happening. I'm gonna go with Chamari Connor. A guy who stepped up out of nowhere, lower on the depth chart, as Tybo likes to say, came in, uh, was elevated on the depth chart due to the injuries, came in, did his job, walked away with a couple big plays, a couple big uh, pass breakups, uh, was able to really elevate the play of the defense throughout the day. Uh, and a guy, hey, if we've got some depth pieces there while some guys are out, he's a guy that we don't have to worry about when it comes to the playoffs. Should he need to step in? Yeah, I mean, he's looked good since the preseason. He's he's a he's a guy that loves to come on the blitz. Um, so we've true Chiefs fans that have paid attention should know he's solid on on the low end of our depth chart. If if you're a bandwagoner, you wouldn't know who he was would stepping not. in on Sunday. Would not. Who's this Jamari Connor guy? He's pretty good. <laughs> How do you say his first name? Bunch of weirdos. All right. <laughs> That's it. Uh, we take on in our next game is week 16 of the NFL season. Kansas City Chiefs will be playing the Raiders. On Monday, Christmas Day, it is the Raiders. A noon game. And we clinch. We clinch with a win. West with a win. Clinch with a win. That's all we need. Take their legs out from underneath of them. Max Crosby, ghost inhaling cigars, Thursday night football set. We don't care. Something's wrong with you, dude. We're doing that. It's not good for you. I mean, you saw how bad we beat him in Oakland. Oakland's going to need a miracle to pull something off an arrowhead. We got this, fellas. Oakland, huh? No, they're fine. No, dude, they're Oakland. No, dude. It's Oakland and San Diego still. Forever in our our hearts. Can't just change where you came from, people. Exactly.
Catch us later this week as we bring you our NFL Week 16 preview. Until next time, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.